Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 136. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and we don't have Richie today, that just messed me up. Uh, oh yeah? And, <laughs> and uh, we have uh, the one and only Frankie Twister Chaser here with us, who we met <laughs> who we met at, uh, at S'more when we were out there, jeez. What's, two months ago, almost up? a month and a half ago. Yeah, about that. Damn, I, uh, time flies. I, bro- I broke my hand in between that time and here, and I just got my cast off yesterday from that. Oh, look oh, at that! So you broke and healed in the amount of time that we uh, have wheeled. That's that yeah, <laughs> riveting conversation point here. Um, so you. <laughs> You've got a pretty interesting rig. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the reason for a lot of the Waltz crawlerisms that exist. Uh, call me yeah. out if I'm wrong on that. Um. Uh, <laughs> it's it's something, dude. I don't know how to explain it. It's just I always wanted an old fucking beat up piece of garbage, and that's what I built. All right. Well, and- like. Elaborate on it here. What was it to begin with? Did you buy it stock? I don't think you did. Uh, like, no. What kind of tires you running? What's your suspension? Let's hear it. Okay, well, I bought it off a guy in Oklahoma. He was like the fifth or sixth owner. It traveled all around Oklahoma, Texas, all that stuff. It got wheeled all the time. Never had maintenance done to it. It's a 1969 GMC Blazer, whatever the equivalent to that is. Which I'm is not fucking 100%. cool. Yeah, you don't so, see a lot of those as trail rigs, in my opinion. No, no. I've always had a thing for like older Chevy, like tin. I just like how old Chevys look. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to build something that was kind of different. Uh, I had cash. I was looking for something for a while. That thing popped up for the right price, and it had like a decent. It had decent drivetrain off the bat. The, the shit that I, all my buddies all run up here and everything. So I was like. Well, I'm going to snag that. I bought it. And then I proceeded to literally change everything. I just <laughs> rebuilt everything on it. And I should have just built one from scratch looking back on it. That's what everyone says. But half the fun is building a piece of garbage into a piece of garbage and then deciding it's trash. And then yeah, maybe building something cool. Hey, just remember, definitely- it's all about attitude. It's garbage can. <laughs> I mean, it, Not it garbage is. it's it's 54 inch leaf springs front, uh, 56 rears has 14 inch uh, resi shocks on it, 203, 205 doubler, turbo 350, manual valve body uh, with some like aftermarket clutch packs in it and stuff. And then uh, a mild built small block 355 on propane that I, me and my dad rebuilt. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's simple. It works. There's like five wires to run it. So I think that was the thing that struck me the most, like looking the ray over, is literally everything about it is just simple. Like, yeah. and it's really fucking cool just how simple it is. You could probably fix every single thing on that with just like a little rolled up ball of. You know, like XYZ, you know, what's it going to be? It'd be like 916s through 1516s wrenches, 
a couple three quarters through fifteen sixteen sockets and a pair of wire snippers. Literally, I have a soft pack that goes underneath my seat. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's basically everything besides a few like one inch sockets that I could basically tear apart most of it and if not fix it to get out of the woods. And it's, That's awesome. It's, it's pretty light too. So it's not like everyone thinks because it's a big dumb monster truck that it's going to be heavy. It's it looks heavy. heavy. It looks fucking yeah. heavy. Yeah, it's not heavy though. It's weighs. The last time I weighed it before I recently redid like the skid plate and the bumper and all that other stuff, it was like forty two twenty. Coincidentally, Fuck. <laughs> and then I, Fuck, I re- dude, I, re- I redid everything and now it weighs like fifty three hundred. Damn, that's still not bad. <laughs> Fuck. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty light. My rig at this point in time, even though I just shaved a little bit of weight on it, I threw it on the scales with me in it. Dude, that motherfucker's 5,600 fucking pounds. Oh, God. I don't even want to know what mine is. That's if fucking that's yours. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just for reference sake, that was with the Nitto spare in the back, just thrown, like, literally yeeted over the fuel cell. Uh, yeah, but how much weight is that pack. actually? Uh, that tire and wheel comp was 140 pounds, and Jeez. I was oh, in fuck. it. That's light. Uh, yeah, it's it's light, but it's also not a 44 fucking bog dog either on a beadlock. Yeah, that's true. I got hummer rims. So, like, without me and without the spare, that's going to cut 300 pounds out of there. So, empty weight would be, like, what, 5,300? Or fifty two hundred ish. Yeah, I didn't weigh mine empty, so I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. My rig's just it's a fat POS. <laughs> they yeah, all are compact fat piece of shit. Literally. Yeah. Um so another thing that I found super cool was I've never seen anyone do a front anti rat bar the way you did yours. And it kind of oh, makes yeah. sense. You want to talk about that? Because that was a little little spicy. Yes. So it's pretty big in like Europe and like Brazil. They all run like a front anti-rat bar. It's kind of common out there. And running a super long leaf spring in the front and having such a big tire, they're going to wrap. It's like anything else. Why wouldn't the front one if the back one wraps? So I tossed, I built one out of quarter inch. It's, it's inch and three quarter, quarter wall for the main bar. And it drops down to the outside driver front, the two mounts on the two between the shackle, like the, the, the spring perch and the knuckle. And then it runs up there. And then it has like a rough stuff, like three inch little shackle. And it's all on uh, bushings. It's basically everything from like my work that we build traction bars for like diesel trucks for. It's like, I kind of, just bought all balls with all the brackets and then I had two playing around and built it off of that. <laughs> That's awesome. And it yeah. works really well. Like you were getting on it as much as I'm gonna give you shit throughout the rest of this podcast at Larry's Hill. Um and it wasn't wrapping and the front was trying to get traction. The rear was just sitting there barking. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem with it. The thing's so fucking light and the tires are so big that it's just it 
it fights for traction. I had 42 TSLs on it for a while. I liked them. They didn't do bad. They did way better on rocks. I want 43-inch stickies for it, but I can't justify putting that type of tire on a leaf spring rig. I'll build a buggy down the road and then toss some nicer tires on it, but yeah, it doesn't work too bad for a leaf spring rig. Honestly, dude, with how light that it did rig better than is, Luke's rig at a Puppy Licker or whatever it was. Huh? Whoa! It did whoa. better than Luke's rig at Puppy Licker. No, I didn't no, winch no, on no. it. Hold up! <laughs> hold up! He didn't winch on the first ledge. He did winch on the other ledge, and I uh-huh. made it up the other ledge. No, I didn't winch on that one. All right, so then it wasn't Puppy Licker. What was that trail that? It, it was, was the, the video night. that you got, Graham. Yeah. It was the first night run that we did that fucking... I was being nice to it, though. <laughs> I was the first night run. I was like, I'm not going to break this thing today. So no, I tried you it can't go easy on the... F- you have time to fix it in the morning on the first night run. <laughs> That's my I was not philosophy. being easy on it there. No. You guys lost like half a day of wheeling. Cause you- <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be ready just in time for the next <laughs> night ride. <laughs> That's how I function. <laughs> We're not very smart here. We don't claim to be. That's you guys funny. were the second night run was when we ran that puppy liquor trail. I yeah. think that's uh I don't know if that's a five or a six, but no, it's a five. Me, Brandito, and uh Doan and uh Aaron and Tyler were all ripping around. We saw you guys down there and like, well, we could take this like 30 minute loop or we could drop down this six, which is like it's one through six there. So we came down a six, and it was like a seven-foot ledge at the bottom. And I kissed the bumper on the ground. I was like, oh, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys were saying when you pulled up behind us, you're like, we just went took a six to get here. I didn't realize it was a downhill six. That's easy. No, it was a a huge washout ravine that no one's been on. There was no trail marks. And then you came down it, and then it was a left, and then it was just a stump cut halfway up. And you had to, like, hook onto that stump and, like, come around it. And then you dropped off that fucking cliff. Jeez. <laughs> Sounds wild. Yeah, it, was a, it was a good trail. It wasn't nothing like crazy crazy, but it was decent. Yeah. Yeah, that whole property was cool. So yeah, I suppose all... we should get back. Sorry. No, keep going. I suppose we should get back to the rig. So it's like a K5. It's on Leaf Springs. You said mm-hmm. that you did something weird with the shocks. I can't quite remember what it was, but I remember thinking, wow, that was fucking weird. So it has 14-inch uh, resi shocks on it, and I had them valve from factories for soft, up, fast rebound. And actually, no, reverse. It was fast, up, soft rebound. So when I got it, I took the shocks apart, changed the shim stack, so when it bounces, it's pushing that spring down to help fight the jump, like the hop that lead springs get. So that's why my rig kind of doesn't hop that much. It's because those shocks are always pushing down super hard on that spring. Huh. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah no, I was doing telling research. me that. I was doing research back in the day, and I guess that was pretty common with like those like old free runner dudes that would run like a half a lead spring. They would run like bypass shocks with like a super fast rebound to help hop in. Huh. So, so I just basically you kind of described like a really essentially like a baby monster truck. Why'd you end up building a baby monster truck? Like 
what kind of area were you wheeling or like how did that become the thing that you wanted i always liked old school fucking c10 trucks square body stuff like that and my local park was called cliffs insane train it's closed now but all the dudes out there all ran one ton or two and a half ton or toyota axles or just whatever that was all like kind of the same like formula v8 uh turbo 350 or turbo 400 uh and either just a 205 and atlas or a 203 205 doubler and we all kind of ran the same setup because it was just like it was on the base of the illinois river this park so it was like the you would be driving flat land and then you would drop off this like mile long hill down and then the, the park was down there so it was all a bunch of just fucking just dirty muddy washout ravines with rock at the bottom so i built that thing i got it as narrow it's the outside fenders are as narrow as a stock suzuki samurai so i built it kind of narrow because the ravines were so fucking tight that if it was any wider than like a stock cj or samurai you were just smashing on shit and stuck on trees you weren't able to like really get around so i chopped all the firewall down i can brought all the fenders in i bobbed it uh narrowed it did everything like that just so I could like squeeze into these super tight ravines, but I needed to be wide because like these ravines were like my rig straight up and down. You could stick it straight up and down to the bottom of them. So like if you fell sideways into them and shit, like you were just kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I built it like that. It's just it was built for like one part, and that was the one that was twenty minutes from my house. I always wheeled that place. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So, like, how did it do when you started taking it out to other parks? Like, I think you said that you've wheeled at the Badlands a bit, and I know you've wheeled s'more and stuff. Uh, well, it was wheeled all over Oklahoma and Texas and all that shit. So when I had the 42-inch Swampers on it, it did fine at all the other parks with the bald-ass fucking Cousin Kissers on it. It would do fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Then I would wheel at my local park and I wouldn't go anywhere. So I was like, well, I could either buy some 43SX stickies, but I don't wheel enough. And then they work ass in the winter because they get hard as a rock. So I was like, well, I'll buy boggers because I literally wheel here 80% of the time. I would do like one trip a year. So I bought boggers. And then that's kind of the downfall of it currently is like the tires. (laughs) Yeah, they bark. They just don't go anywhere. They They suck on rocks. Chop them, cut every I, other lug out. Be the hero. Oh I no! Can't bring, I'm not gonna do that. Etna cut. Etna cut the boggers. Etna cut the boggers. <laughs> what? Oh boy, Sam's gonna text you all pissed <laughs> off. Like you don't. Etna it's cut the boggers. Tennessee cut. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> the only do they have I a name? Cut bog dogs. Cut bog dogs. Yeah. All right, we'll take that. We'll take it. <laughs> I just haven't cut them because, like, when I do end up buying new tires, I can't bring myself to cut them because no one's gonna want them. <laughs> so no. that's why I haven't cut them. So, are you gonna end up leaving that rig alone and going to something else in the future, or are you gonna end up like three and four linking that rig? Everyone's trying to convince me to just to link it. At this point, I'm just doing it as a joke, leaving a leaf spring. 
but <laughs> sounds like Ryan. <laughs> we have a friend but, with a Bronco that I consistently harass about being on Leaf Springs, and he's like, I just do it because you hate it at this point. I'm like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I would link this rig, but like the exhaust is all super tight. It would just be a fucking headache. So like down the road, I'm just going to steal the drivetrain out of the drive drivetrain stout in it. So I'm going to just end up stealing the drivetrain and then Nick, John Red, or Joan Red, I don't know how to say his name. Jonard, 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 John Red, <laughs> But me and him are going to end up whipping up a chassis and we'll toss that drivetrain into it. Oh, yeah. Are you going to awesome. keep the front panels and everything? Because that would be super sick. So I have all rust-free OEM C10 1969 panels that I'm going to skin the buggy with when I end up doing it at some point. That's going to be sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't done anything like that either. I want to buy a house before I waste all my money. That's way too responsible thinking. Yeah, that sounds extremely Are you sure you're a Walt? Brother. Brother. (laughs) I went there. Buying a house is as good as laying her down. (laughs) Those clippers, they got you. (laughs) Technically, I'm not Walt. Everyone's Walt. I don't know who started it. Was it me? <laughs> I did. I'm not going to incriminate myself on that <laughs> night. So. The, the sign only ended up in your vicinity. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Definitely not in my garage. Sometimes shit <laughs> happens, you know? It just stuff walks home with you, and, you know, it's, it is, that's the end of it. Hey, could you uh, make sure that that sign gets to Nick before uh, Good Evening Ranch by any chance? No, that sign stays in the garage, boss. Boss. All right, who's got the other sign? Because that sign's got to be hanging off the balcony with the uh, blue-collar off-road one. I'm sure someone will bring one, but I, I made a promise to everyone there that night that I would never lose that sign, so it stays. Can't be moved. Okay. That's understandable. Are you are you signing yeah. me up to bring the banner, Luke? I am signing you up to bring the banner because okay. uh, <laughs> we're special. Ed, are we? Um, gonna... when we get together, our collective IQs drop to about fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no one here can deny that. No, that is Absolutely. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that um. Let's talk about your dad's buggy before we get into s'more, because that's really fucking different, too. My dad's buggy? Yeah. What you got Uh, going on there? It's basically just a tube chassis, uh, LS with a Terminator. Uh, Basically stock 5.3. No cam, no nothing. We have a 6.0. It's going to get built at some point. I built the fuel cell for it. I rebuilt all the radiator. Uh, it's two and a half ton rock walls, boxed out stock knuckles, uh, Western Canadian off-road high steer that ties into the stock knuckle, knuckles on it. Uh, you sent over a couple pop- pictures on uh, Messenger, and I will post them for the other guys to look at. I'd yeah. love that. No All right, sweet. I've seen the pictures. It's red. It's pretty it's red. red. It's simple. My dad had a beater samurai rig forever, and then he was collecting parts forever, and I was like, well, let's just build you something cool. 
it's not going to break. <laughs> that's what we're essentially doing. My dad's a wild man. Like I'm, I'm completely retarded, but like he is insane. <laughs> so I try to build him something. We're trying to build him something stout that won't fall apart after he like flips it off something. Yeah, I'm kind of sad enough. that he didn't make it to uh, s'more. Yeah, he had hip surgery that, like two weeks before Ooh. that. Yeah. Years of dirt bike grind finally caught up to him. <laughs> Sounds like my dad. But luckily with the, the hip surgeries, it's like once it happens, like it's pretty much healed up within a few weeks. You're good to go. Yeah, five weeks. He was back out in the garage working on shit, doing shit. It was quick. That's crazy. That is so yeah. awesome. Yep. So I'm guessing he got you into wheeling is kind of what I'm picking up here. Now, did did he have a rig growing up that like that you like whenever you think of him back when you were younger that you could think of? He had, I don't know, my dad had multiple, just tons of shit. He, we, he was always like a dunes guy. So he would always go like Silver Lake Sand Dunes and he had like a K30 with a big block in it that he used to take out there. And then he had an OBS Chevy. My uncle had an OBS Chevy with like back in the day, like Deaver Springs and shit. So they would just go rip out there with that stuff. And then right around when I was born, he had a YJ with, I think a waggy 44 front and a eight and a quarter rear or 8.8 .8 rear on 36s. Mm -hmm. uh, Lincoln locked. Just simple rig AX15 in line six. And we would go wheel for the most part for that. Like I was two or three years old. My dad would take me wheeling. Like I've been wheeling since I was babies first. Literally. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, yeah. babies first. Literally, like he would put me in a car seat with a helmet on and like tape the helmet to the car seat so my head wouldn't flop around. <laughs> and then he'd go wheel with all his buddies all night. That's funny. That's awesome. Mm hmm. I think you got and, me beat. Yeah, I started wheeling when I was like five with my dad, so that's pretty dope. I think yeah. it's really kind of cool too that you guys went full circle. I threw those pictures up, but like looking at that thing, it's a monster. It definitely so fits. It's, yeah, it's it's four inches lower than mine, and it's a hundred and twenty inch wheel, hundred and twenty two inch wheelbase. Yeah, it's Damn. got baby bouncer lines basically. Yeah, it's I we. When we were building it, we were building it the wheel out here at my park, and that's all a bunch of pokey sticks and shit that come through the cab. So you kind of had to like have a sealed off cab for the most part, so you don't get poked. So, and when like you would roll over out there, it was just nothing but thorn bushes. So like the whole roof's tinned and stuff. Now, talk to me about the Rockwells, because Rockwells are kind of cool. They don't vibe with me, but they're kind of cool. They're simple. They're just. Aren't they they're like six, six. Sorry, go uh, ahead. You were about to answer 70, my question. Yeah, they're 672 stock gears that come in them. And it's not a worm gear. People always think they're worm gears. They're not. It's like a, it's like a, like a spider gear, essentially, that spins on the top, that spins another one, that spins another gear, that hits the main chunk gear. It's like huh. two or three gears in there. I'm not 100% sure like how many gears are in there, but it's like a chunk. You could buy chunks out of a two and a half ton Rockwell out here for 200 bucks. And Damn. yeah, they're cheap and they come 672s and like a de-braked, like torn down Rockwell is the same weight as a stock 05 Super Duty. 
they're both around the same weight. Which or how much wider is it though? Uh, his rig outside the outside is ninety nine inch weight. That's with the hubs flipped out. You can flip the hubs in or out on it too. What does that Interesting. mean? Interesting. I'm you, not that you smart. You can flip the flip it around so it's wider. Yeah. Narrow. So like you know how like a kingpin sixty has like the hub with that sticks really far out with like the slug in it and stuff. Yeah. Basically, if you, it's like a Rockwell's like that, but you could flip it where the spindle, where all the bolt, like the bolt pattern is, you could flip that where it sticks on the outside, and vice versa. All right. Like all, yeah. Now the other part that I always found, or I find kind of cool with the Rockwell stuff, is the way that the four lengths get done, like. Mm-hmm. You always have them super wide uppers, and then you've got like the lowers that are triangulated, like a mofo. Yeah, they're just. You, I mean, you could do double triangulated on rock walls, but then you're putting the uppers on that chunk, and then it's like you're fighting clearance at that point. When you can, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like dudes, a lot of dudes will do try double triangulated rock walls. They'll put them in the rear. Because usually, like a double triangulate in the rear, have more room than the front because of the motor and shit. But it's more common to see the straight tops with like on Rockwells and then triangulated bottoms. What? Yeah. 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 Um, That's fucking crazy. Well, the chunk sits twelve inches off the top of the axle. Basically, it's a huge Jesus. fucking gear. Jeez. And that, Cody, is where, like, some of the O5 Plus comparisons start going in the O5 Plus's favor. It's super hard to package that under anything but a buggy, basically. Yeah. yeah that's they're, understandable they're, for sure. They're fucking heavy. Once you put everything on them, they're a goddamn iron block. It's, <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped the knuckles on them when I was boxing the knuckles. I dropped it on my shoe, and I fucking broke my toe. <laughs> oh my god! I smacked the kingpin on it, and it popped off and landed on my toe and busted my toe. They're pretty stout. <laughs> that's too funny! Holy shit, that's kind of crazy though. I never really realized just how big they are. Like, I mean, I always see them under mud trucks, but mud trucks are so massive. Like, anyways, you don't really. I don't know. They look proportional. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so funny! Holy shit. In the mud truck world, like two and a half tons, like the small axle dudes are running five tons or like those meteorite axles or like axle and stuff now. Jeez. Yeah. I'm so far out of the loop with that kind of stuff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn. Now, I thought when we talked to somebody before, I forget who it was, Luke or Cody, but uh, I mean, an undressed Rockwell really isn't too, too much, right? Do you, do you have to trust? The Rockwell, no, and all that crap. Yeah, you just leave no, it as it is. They're square tubes. Yeah, because um, hmm. I remember, like, if you compare a fully trussed up O5 plus sixty with a Rockwell, I mean, I don't know what the truth I, is to it. It's only it's marginally heavier. Uh, yeah, it's, com- comparatively, it's only. I think it's it's not like I think it's like a hundred pounds. Or so, not even. I think it's seventy pound difference with yep. like everything on e- on each other's. It's not a huge difference between the yeah. two. If I remember, so like, correctly, other than the packaging and all that bullshit, it really isn't that much of a right. <laughs> if you're just trying to do a cheap, simple swap, 
in something that's going to be tall or where you can clear things away from those chunks, like, yeah, it might be the better option. <laughs> it's if you have anything where the axle is underneath something, it's a headache. It's not even worth dealing with it unless it's because, like, you put that underneath any square body, the thing's going to be huge or like a Jeep yeah. or something. Those chunks are so tall mm-hmm. that it sticks out so far, but. Like, I don't know. You could build Rockwells. You, like, Overson sells an 865 hub conversion for them. And then there's, I'm pretty sure there's like a, a Super Duty conversion to run like the Big Bell RCVs into those hubs. So you could have like an 865 bolt pattern on them with like the hmm. Big Bell RCVs in them. Which that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. It'd be a good bouncer axle, I think. I don't <laughs> wait. think. Wait, RCVs in what? I'm sorry. Did I, in a Rockwell? In the Rockwell. In the no, yeah. they make okay. So what, let me guess, five grand probably for the uh, fucking rock. That. Yeah, that's but you never need to buy nuts. another axle shaft. Yeah, <laughs> the splines are the size of a beer can. They're huge, and then you buy like the Overston like spool for it, and then like Western Canadian Rockwell sells like a like a fabricated knuckle for them. And like what if you think about fuck? it, if you toss like five five grand into a, a Rockwell axle. On like forty threes, you're pretty hard pressed to kill them. Like you're gonna yeah. have to. <laughs> That's a good point. Then you got to find a transmission to hold up too. So not transmission, transfer case to hold up to that. So I guess that's that's a good point. Holy shit! I did not know that they made fucking RCVs for those. That's amazing. Well, that's like all those like dudes that race like that like Havoc series. They're all running like Rockwells, Axle Techs, or like hybrid Rockwells. Damn. They're just yeah. big money. Um, and to go back to the weight thing, I think that when we got Logan stripped, it's somewhere in the realm with steering around 500 pounds for, or 550 pounds, I want to say, for a stripped 05 plus, And then With nothing out, on it? Nothing on it. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, the that brakes seems and heavy. That. Well, holy. Yeah, and, and then you add brakes and everything. That's uh, at least another 300. I meant stripped I like the tubes are down to fully cleaned oh, up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Oh, no okay. Truss and that... hubs. No truss. Yeah. Fully truss cut down, pounds. ready for the truss. Scared uh, me. I, I thought you meant like no gear set, no brakes, no shafts. I'm like, that yeah. seems a little aggressive, but I'll go with it. <laughs> um, if I had to venture like a guess, I'd say 750 by the time that we get the steering hydro assist and track bar all that stuff fully on Jeez. it. and i think a rockwell once you shave them with all the foiling brackets and like a ram out are like around 810 if i'm not mistaken so it's not like a far difference no. and way stronger yeah i mean stock rockwells run 43 sx stickies behind rigs all the time yep like it's very common I mean, yeah, there's dudes where you that want wheel. It. That yeah, there's dudes that wheels completely stock drivetrain jeeps like two thirty ones with Rockwells, and like they don't <laughs> have problems with anything because like the gearing's so down compared to the the gear like the gear system that like they don't kill transfer cases and shit on forty threes for the most part. Because like That's the gearing, like, well, we can't get a, a stock jeep with the forty threes isn't getting out of its own way, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, we were at S'more, that dude, that one dude, those two dudes on Rockwells, that one Jeep was bone stock drivetrain, that uh, gold one on 43SX stickies on Rockwells. Mm. I think his name's TJ or something. I'm not 
100% sure, but it's basically stock drivetrain, if I'm not mistaken, with just Rockwells. Damn. I mean, that's yeah. a good bit of gearing. It would be an mm -hmm. absolute dog running around a park, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... How I low of gears can you go with them? I'm pretty sure 672. They sell, yeah, they come stock with 672s, but I think... I'm not. I don't know if it's Overson or someone else sells a 456 gear set for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so more so like mud up. truck type shit, right? Uh, I know a lot of guys that are running like the Havoc series will go to a 456 because they run those planetary outers. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, 672 as it sits is already deep as fuck like oh just, yeah i just i just didn't know how like how deep can he go i think that's that's i was just curious they go damn that's crazy what do those actually come yeah. under i just realized i've never like what's what are they stocking like military trucks yeah those six by six deuce and a half that you saw like in vietnam and shit that's them mm -hmm. yeah huh there's yeah, and all the money of them, and they're cheap because yeah, those trucks were <laughs> cheap. Yeah. Damn. All yeah. right, so uh, we you talked about your current rig, but what was your first rig? Was it the Blazer that you still have, or what's like? What was your first so, ever rig? What got you into it? So, when I was younger, I wheeled with my dad and all his buddies at the cliffs. My buddy Mark. He's an older dude. He's like my dad's age. Ultimate Adventure came there in 04, if I'm not mistaken. And he was the trail guide for it. So, like, I got the wheel with all those dudes growing up, and they all had one-ton V8 rigs. And my dad had a little Samurai for a while, and then he ended up building, like, a – it was just a Samurai tub on tons with a V8 in it. And then I got the wheel with him for years out at the cliffs. And then when I turned 18 and got, like, my first decent job, before I bought anything, I bought that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I've been wheeling my whole life, and, like, I've driven multiple people's rigs and stuff by that point, so I kind of knew what I wanted. I needed something with tons. I wanted a V8, so that's... I just went and bought that. That's so cool. Damn. Yeah. So, outside of your area, where's your favorite place to go wheeling? Uh... I so far, I don't know. I went to South Dakota with all the Michigan degenerate dudes. Those dudes are like homies, like one of my best friends. If I got into South Dakota with those guys, I think two years ago, and like just the, I don't know how to explain it, but like you would just pull up and it was all fire roads and you just dip off this random little trail and then it's just OHV land that you just got the wheel and it was just cool. It was hardcore stuff and then you would just drive up and then you'd be on top of a mountain. It was just pretty sweet. What? That does sound pretty sick. Yeah. Besides that, I don't know. I've been to Johnson Valley. I've been Kentucky. I've been Tennessee. I've been all over Wheeling. And I like my local park the best just because it was in my backyard. But besides <laughs> that, I don't know. I'd, I'd say it's more because it's close and it's good Wheeling. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you said Johnson Valley, and I completely forgot you went to King of the Hammers last year. How was mm -hmm. that? Oh, <laughs> it was, it was sweet. We didn't, it was basically, we would sleep until 5 p.m., get up, 
and then party all night. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, like, how many days were you there? I assume you didn't bring the rig, or did you? We brought Brandon's police jeep and his brother's ranger. We didn't. Gotcha. We had four dudes. We drove out there. My buddy Ryan Skasia has a has like a like a a giant motorhome Cummins diesel pusher. So we pulled his ranger and his police jeep out there, and then more people kept showing up throughout the week we were there for i think seven days from we were there from friday till sunday so gotcha. it was a good time so, what's that friday to sunday would be 10 in nine days nine days yeah damn nine days and no water <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah how many fucking Packs of water bottles. Would you do? You have to buy. It's gonna uh, be like... We 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 stocked up before we got there. So there's a Walmart, like in like what it's that fucking evil hippie town, uh, uh, Joshua Tree, is if I'm not mistaken. We stopped in Joshua Tree yeah. and we packed up everything there for the most part, so we didn't have to leave. And then when we got there, we I mean, we couldn't grill outside, so. Tyler brought the Blackstone grill inside the camper. <laughs> we were grilling inside the camper all week. Why couldn't you grill dust. outside? Oh, the dust. Okay. The dust is so bad. It's terrible. Jeez. Yeah. Little dust burger time. never hurt anyone. It, dude. That's a true. You couldn't even hold burger. a beer out in like the dust, and it was just full of dust. <laughs> well, so, good for the the gums. <laughs> no. What was some was, of the craziest shit you saw out there? Oh, dude, I don't even know where to begin. I watched a guy flip off, off with thunder with a four-wheel drive quad. That was cool. Oh, uh, Jesus. We were there. It was Tuesday night. It was the second night we were there. And it was the night that it was like a pretty, I don't know, uh, it was Wednesday, I don't, I'm not sure, pretty sure. But it was the night that everyone was partying at Chocolate Thunder. So, like, me, Brandon shot up Chocolate Thunder during the party, like, three times. We just did loops. Just ripping up partying. We just kept doing loops. We climbed the whole trail, come off the top of the mountain, shoot back down to the mountain, get back in line. And so, and then like my buddy, terrible Tyler, semi truck Tyler, my Brandon let him drive it, and then everyone else drove it up. And then we we're sitting there, and they all left. And it's my buddy Ryan and me, and it's kind of slowing down. Like people were coming and going. It was just like it wasn't as big as what it was going to be. Like the night was going down, and like this girl walks up. And she's from Canada. And she's like, my boyfriend left me. That fucking dickhead. All this stuff. And she saw my hat, like, where I work. And she's like, I have your parts on my truck. And I was like, all right, cool. So she ends up, like, hanging out by us because, like, we were the only, like, normal dudes there at that point because it was late in the night. And there was a bunch of, like, weird, evil hippies out there doing God knows what. (laughs) So... So like, and my buddy Brandon left, and it was just my me and Ryan. And Ryan broke the Ranger the the for beginning of the night. He shot up Chocolate Thunder and ran into the first ledge like wide open and shot the front input out of the team case. No, so, oh that God. sucks. So it's parked at the bottom. We're like, well, we'll take you back. So on the way back, she found her brother and like her other friend. Didn't find her husband. So we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll take you all back. Because you don't have a ride back and it's miles. So we drove across the desert at like 4 a.m. at like two miles an hour. Because <laughs> that front drive shaft <laughs> was clacking because we didn't have any tools to pull it out. 
So we drove them all the way back and went to bed. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I, you know, I didn't even think about the distance, right? You're just driving it's, through desert. I know it's insane, yeah. I'm sure, when you're there. Like, like the scale it's is not, probably way different. It's not, like, people hype it up, but it's not terrible. Like, from where, like, the lake bed is, if you're, like, dead center, not, like, near Hammertown, to, like, Chocolate Thunder or Backdoor, it's, like, a 15-minute cruise if you're cruising. Like, we would get there in five minutes wide open. Mm-hmm. But that's just like ripping. Yeah. But like, if you're just to like idle out there, it's like a 15 minute idle, like on like a main trail or like just a flat trail. No, oh, that's not too bad. Oh, that ain't no, it's not bad. Actually. no, everyone hypes up the drive. Like, don't worry. Like, don't get me wrong. To the other trails out there, it's a fucking, it's a hike. Oh, yeah. But like the the two party spots that every all the partying happens at, and like all the like like people going crazy, it's 15 minutes. Like, I mean, you could walk out there. It's not bad. Like, it wouldn't be that terrible of a walk. Not to mention, there's so many people out there. You could have to ride there and back easy. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody walking there is going to, somebody's going to drive by and tell you to get the yeah. fuck in. Like, you don't want to walk out there, but because no. of the dust and all the crazies. But, like, if you ask someone, like, hey, could you give me a ride out the back door, Chocolate Thunder, or wherever, like, it's going on, everyone's mm-hmm. pretty decent out there. They'll do it. Damn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sold on going out there. Oh, sure. It's, it's fine. Definitely fine. worth it for like the experience. It trust me. Like the all the diversity and like rigs and shit you see, like it's worth it that alone. Like I took a day and I just chilled in the camper and just watched rigs cruising by. I saw pre runners, mud trucks, rock crawlers, buggies, bouncers, everything. I I do want to see the bouncers on like Chocolate Thunder and stuff. That would be cool as shit. It's fun to watch. Well, you kind of have to go to be able to see those things, Luke. So I mean, got to make a choice. <laughs> we all know it's, what the choice is going to be. Just don't go. What Cody said. <laughs> Why would you not go? You're such some poor motherfucker. You don't need money. I mean. If- if you split it between a bunch of dudes that are going out there, it's not a bad price. I think like between all of us that went out there, it was like six hundred dollars per person with That's two not rigs. Bad. And, not bad. Yeah. Did you guys bring the pirate ship out there though? No. Would you bring the pirate ship out there though? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pirate ship like, would belong out there. So At one point, I was like, we should, have, we should have brought this piece of shit ranger, dude. We should have brought the ship. We could have loaded everyone up. <laughs> I feel like the biggest issue with uh, that place, though, is if you break something and nobody has the part or you don't have the part, you're kind of like, you really got to ha- like haul back into town to get anything. You got to think, though, dude. Everyone and their mother's there. There's everything you could think of. All the True. parts. All the parts. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess as long as you don't have anything like, stupid, somebody will have what you need. Yeah. Like some like crazy like Overson like custom link shaft or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like any like OEM parts. Even then, I'm pretty have. sure like some of the parts manufacturers are there. I'm sure they could just build you something that would work. Oh yeah. There's there's everything out there. All the big name brands are out there. Yep. Right. I, I know, know Dizzy shuts down for that whole mm-hmm several weeks so i can't i can't remember if rough stuff was there this year or not but, but yeah like like bf goodrich had a 
the tent and they were fixing people's legs. Like they had welders, grinders, and like they were doing it for free if I'm not. Damn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also know that, like, um, what was it? The Fox guys. No, not Fox. I'm sorry. King was out there doing shock tuning for random people and, like, a bunch of the competitors, too. Yeah, they had a big booth set up. Uh, my buddy Ryan has King bypass and coilovers on his wide open design book, uh, Jeep. And if I don't know if it's California or Arizona or not, but they, like, once a week you could go out there if and have your shocks tuned they they help you that's part of buying kings if i'm not mistaken but oh, like if you buy kings cool. and you're in, if you're in new york like you're not going to bring your shit to arizona or california or whatever but if i'm not mistaken like they help people that with their product that's pretty neat yeah well mine are tuned perfectly for a land rover or something whatever they were supposed to go under perfect <laughs> shit's <laughs> <laughs> meant under Graham's rig it does what mm. it's supposed to do they 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 work enough I ain't complaining yeah. they work better no, than your, enough your jeep works good it's decent it shreds yeah, dude it needs a uh, I need to put some bump stops in the back I was looking at the rear tires the other day <laughs> And it, the body was just chewing them when we were hitting those bumps. <laughs> when you when you were we were going up that puppy liquor trail, I was standing at the bottom watching you. You hit it, the tire just ate into the fender. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sweet. Yeah. Hey, were you with us when I like kind of came back to life and went up with Aaron and uh, Duan? Oh, yeah, when you just woke up out of your truck and it was 90 <laughs> degrees and you had a sweatshirt on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was... What was the name of that trail that we went uh, on? I, I can't think of it, but it's right down at the base of... At, like, the bottom where, like, the creek starts. Yeah, it's over off... Things. You hit Rocker Knocker and then you go up it, but... That was a good trail. I don't... I like that trail. It was a decent trail. I can't think of the name though. I have no idea. Half the trails names out there, I have no idea. I just kind of know like main loops. For the, the, most map, part. the the labeling on the map is too fucking small. Like, yeah, there's so many trails, and the labeling's like microscopic. So it's like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> just like I'm gonna take that one. It looks it's a five, and it's right here. Uh, it was yeah. cheap enough to wheel out there that, like, I'm not upset that they, you know, kind of skimped on the, uh, the no, paper. We, but like, you I know, mean, we've been in worse scenarios with shittier maps. <laughs> I mean, Paging any Roush kind Creek. of wheeling anywhere, dude. I would. They would like you want a map. I'm like, no. <laughs> I go drive around and get lost. I'll end up at some point at somewhere. That's Luke, the whole point. Luke, I was referencing Good Evening. Uh, Oh, good evening, Randy. Yeah, that too. Map. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking also about the uh, Caitlin incident at fucking the Web Wheelers Ball, where oh, we well, just she got couldn't read the fucking lost. map. It yes. had the GPS tracker. It showed us where we were. Just tell me left or right. Like, yeah, she's not great with that. Nope. Can't <laughs> you confirm. Don't have to not... Tell me, Map Girl was <laughs> not working well. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like both <laughs> turns. Uh, I mean, Bra- Brandon has like the fucking uh, the iPad with uh, what's that one known like app you can uh, download on X or whatever. Yeah, he has the on X stuff, but half the time he forgets to download the map before we get there, and he has no <laughs> signal. So it has like half the map. <laughs> so we just end up not using it anyways. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That sucks. <laughs> I didn't know they have. I wonder if they probably do have all like the normal parks. I wonder if they have like they probably don't have the New England ones. Interesting. They no, might. Probably not. Eh, maybe, but I doubt it. If it's like a normal park up here. The only, I don't know. I, I'd have to look. I've never really looked at Onyx because we just enjoy getting lost, like you said. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the part. It's no fun if you know where you are. Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. I might have to pay for it just to see. I'm curious. Because, like, some properties, sure. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, some big, like, well, I mean, like, I've traveled and stuff, like, these other places you definitely need it because like you're just driving on a trail and if you go 30 feet left or right you could be on like federal state ground that like you're not allowed to wheel on (laughs) oh yeah so like it's kind of needed in those like big ohv like uh what's that uh government body that like runs all that stuff can't think Uh, of what is it uh bureau of land management yeah, yeah, like BLM. Our, yeah, yeah, BLM. If it, like if you're if you end up on like BLM land that's not supposed to be wheeled on, it's like big, big trouble, and it's not worth it. And yet you're just like kind of a piece of shit. So like, you yeah, it just sort of messes it. it up for everyone if too many yeah. people do that. Uh, yeah. Huh. I guess it makes sense. I don't. Know. Everything in New England's like, well, there's either trees or there's a trail. So if there's a trail, it's probably private land that you're allowed to be on. Uh, and if it, for some reason, isn't, there's usually an indicator. Uh, so it's hopefully. Like, just, <laughs> hopefully. I, I mean, that's how it was around here for the most part. Like it was a private park. If you're yeah. on it, you're in the park. So it didn't really matter. And there was like a big fence that went around the whole place. So it's like, you're not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. When we was lost he... you, just go ahead. No, I was just curious if he was coming to the Ganeening Ranch with us. It just depends. It's going to be like a last minute thing if I go. That's always fun. Yeah. On the note of that trip, I'm bringing Logan. Uh, from down here, so that's gonna be fun. Ooh, that'll be cool. Yeah, he's not bringing his rig. jeep. Um, lame. No, because we're gonna be in the middle of one ton swapping it. Okay, that's Ooh. fair. Like, I think that that's an acceptable excuse. In the I'll middle, that one. it can be done. What's the what's this constraint here? Is it budget? Budget um, the excuse. No, the constraint is that like. It's kind of like getting half built, if that makes sense. Um, it's going under on a rough country long arm kit, but we are not keeping the rough country long arm kit. But he's got to sell the, or he's got someone that wants to buy the axles. So like, we're gonna be finishing the suspension and all that stuff after the tons are already under it. So it's not gonna be like ready to wheel, and we're gonna have to do all the stiffeners and stuff. 
Mm. Right now we're getting the axles under it and building the steering and everything. Gotcha. So it's kind of gotten a little stepped out. And um, annoying, but makes sense. And I told him basically like just cover one of the tanks of gas because it's three tanks of gas and pay your share of the cabin and you can passenger princess because Billy's going to have his rig there. It sounds like there will be plenty of seats. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, Frankie, even if you can't make it out there with your rig, come passenger princess. It's great. I know. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It'll be a last-minute thing. <laughs> um, well, we'd love to have the ship there, you know? Dude. The I don't ship know if the ship's going to come. She's no. ported, brother. She can't be. She's in the docks. She's getting <laughs> right docks. She's getting fresh wax on the wood. <laughs> Is he gonna finally get like an actual pirate ship wheel for it? That's what he has. <laughs> it needs a little bit of Elmer's glue, it has, but <laughs> it has baby's first pirate ship wheel on it. <laughs> it's so it, terrible yet so great, Cody. You uh, don't no, understand. He, He's he's doing a doubler in it right now and he's four link in the group. So he, that was his like original plan to do it, but we like rushed him to get it done so we could go wheel at this park called Hospin last year. So that's why it's been like just pieced together for the most part. Gotcha. It's gonna be um, less entertaining when it's not like haphazard leaf spring suspension rear. Uh I don't even know what it was. It had like a Lexus grill. I think it was a Toyota to start. Uh, Durango. 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 Okay. Yeah, you can't even tell. <laughs> it's the ship, dude. That's all you need to know. <laughs> My favorite part about it was the either the leaf sp- or like the actual bump stop for like you know your suspension as a clutch pedal stop because <laughs> it overthrows, or the square tube. With just straight welded to the axle with an angle iron <laughs> brace for an anti-wrap bar. Well, he was going to four-link it. I'm like, dude, you do not have enough time. Just do the most dumbest thing possible. Let's go wheel it with it. <laughs> so that's what he did. <laughs> now, my, you see my tailgate all smashed up on my rig? On the rear? Oh, it's like in cage. It looks like someone attacked it with an axe. No. <laughs> Oh, well, it's from the ship. What did the I ship a, do? We were at this park called Haspin. We call it Trashbin. That's where I met all those Michigan dudes at. And we came ripping up this hill, and he just ran into a tree and ripped all the steering off of it. So I had to, like, I, like, tractor pulled him on the back of my porch so he could, I could pull him out. And he, like, just kept rear-ending me and destroyed my whole fucking tailgate. I remember the uh, what? What was it? The ship broke the uh, clutch line, mm-hmm. and the yeah. starter, and the starter. So um, they had the police XJ basically dry humping the ship, trying to get it started. So the police XJ only had two wheels on the ground, trying to shove <laughs> the ship with the front axle housing. That Dude. was a good time. It worked. The mount. The amount of nights that I've ended up in the woods with those two dudes just doing dumb shit. (laughs) 
It's crazy. They are crazy. <laughs> I broke my hand with them. <laughs> oh, no. I think they're bad luck. That's what I mean. No, they are. It's just a good old time. We were, <laughs> we were racing pit bikes. I crashed being an idiot. That happens. Let me guess. You're on you a hot idiot. That's what happened. No, you're on a hot. I was, I was on a Kawasaki, dude, one time. One ten L or just one ten? There's the L, the big one. Yeah. Like no, it was just a one ten. See, that's a problem. You need that little two inches extra of the rims. That's all you needed. I know. No, I'm just kidding. It Those was, things are kind of fun. It, it was Brandito's mom's, and I crashed it. So. Oh my god! Did you fuck up the bars too? Bend it all up, mangle it. No, it's all good. So it wasn't even a hard crash, and you still broke your hand. It wasn't even like a bad crash. I just like kind of like washed out and I like jumped off and then like dove and like my hand mm. must have caught the handlebar or something. I don't know. I was dumb. That's still fun though. So, Good time. So I just drove brain I just drove Brain's Jeep around the rest of the night on the track. <laughs> Sweet. So how'd you end up with the uh the Waltz boys, like the Jonards and them? They're all local dudes to me. And uh Gary, I work with Gary. So, fucking Gary. Yeah, fuck Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but I work with Gary, and he's buddies with all those dudes. So, like, they were going wheeling, and I would have a wheel, and I always end up at the same place as those dudes are. And, like, local dudes around the same age that are into wheelings kind of rare out here. So I've just been wheeling with those guys since I met them. Please tell me you make fun of Gary for the fucking... Almost sending Jason Gru's YJ down Copperhead every chance you get. Uh, I make fun of him enough. I'll leave that one be. He actually did something kind of cool. So yeah, he was driving something at least. Yeah, he's, know, he didn't. He's and like, it didn't roll down the hill. The low talent light was like blinking a warning, and then it was just think. like blaringly on with the alarm screaming. I thought blinking well, was yeah. worse than not blinking. Um, well, I mean, like, when I say blinking, like, it would come on, and then it would go off, and then it would come on. Like, you know, kind of, like, gently hitting the brakes. Uh, well, I mean, it'll I mean, be entertaining when his rig is done, because he's, going, he's going from, like, nothing to... Uh, well, you gotta think Gary's never... Gary's, like, never really, like, driven an off-road rig. Like, he's had, like, a few little, like, beaters here and there. So he's going from something like literally like no experience for like a little bit to like a fully built rig. So like he's not going to be good. It's going to take a while. He needs seat time. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I'm just giving him shit because he's a cool dude. Oh yeah, he's a, his name he's isn't a even Gary. It confused the fuck nope. out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> people call him by his real name, which I don't even know, and I was just like. I don't know. That's he's Gary. He's not that name. <laughs> yeah, it's Kyle. You don't right? speak of his Kyle. Nope, it's Gary. No, okay, <laughs> it's you're right. It's Gary. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> there were too many Kyles or something. Well, that's how he got the nickname. Was there's too many Kyles at work, so they just started calling him <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's like all the Brandons around here. We, I ended up just calling one big, one small, and then one by his last name because it just, it just made it way easier. Yep. Everybody's yep. got that Gary. 
Well, that's like there's Logan and Logan by me, and they're just Thing 1 and 2 now. <laughs> which one's uh, which? Um, Logan with the black Jeep is Thing 1. Logan with the red Turbo Cherokee is Thing 2 because he's younger. Gotcha. Can we dive into something really quick when you guys have a second. Um, yeah. Graham. You went to a new property this weekend. I know. I know this is uh, this is old boys episode and whatnot, but I don't want to talk about that really quick. If you guys are interested, how was it? It was. There's a ton of potential there. Uh, so this is a that... fair. Like this is a new, new property. Like it yes. still has moss on the rocks type shit. Yes. There. Oh like, shit! Wow. Okay. There, there's about. I think there's one main loop around the entire property. We finished cutting another loop that sort of runs through I want to say the middle of that main loop and I think there's another one that we didn't touch um, none of the like actual cool rock features have been cut to yet I mean I think they've cut there's trees a bunch of trees cut in front of one of the bigger ones that we passed on the main loop but they haven't actually cleared them or done anything with it yet um, there's a shitload of mud. Uh, it is swampy, like clay mud. Um, it was me in my Jeep. Um, I can't remember his name. Chris Richards, maybe. Um, uh, with a, um, yeah, I, I think he's prospecting for rockaholics, but he was in his CJ buggy thing with 43s on it. And I mean, he was going through some of these mud lines in the on the main loop. Like this is supposed to be an access trail, <laughs> and he was having trouble. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I'm just gonna go and see what happens. Uh, I'd made it through, but then like every other rig with us was, uh, maybe not stock, but close to stock. Some of them were stock, uh, uh, and they were just you know helping out and you know making sure the green trails are actually green. I guess. Uh, we got Which this is brand... necessary, you know. Yeah, yeah, and we got this brand new looking JL, just completely stuck on this oh access my God. trail. And then you know, of course, me and Chris are sitting at the uh, at the bottom, kind of waiting. And we had told them like, "You're not gonna make it through the mud after the JL got stuck. You guys need to go, or you need to winch him backwards." I guess that didn't work. Uh, and then the rest of the guys went around. Um, or one of the guys went around in a, in a Cherokee with a 30, 35 inch tires. Um, it looked like he wasn't afraid to use it. So he was just kind of like mowing through stuff. He made it through fine, but like a couple of the other JKs and things that were with us, they were like, yeah, just we're going to turn around. And we'll meet you on the other side of the loop. And if you have, you get stuck again, we'll yank you. But the, uh, yeah, it was, that part was rough. It was entertaining. Um, so there's plenty of mud and crap there if that's what people are into, but there's also just a lot of really grippy rocks. I mean, the one rock thing that we actually hit was like, you're looking at this thing and it looks almost like there's that ledge, not really a ledge, it's like a boulder that you go up at Field and Forest, but it's all, it's kind of undercut, it's pretty smooth, so it's, um, you know, it usually you hop a couple times before you actually get up. This thing was like first gear, like idle up, like no no issue at all. 
So it was kind of lame, but kind of, you know, it was kind of cool at the same time. But the the actual rock obstacles there, once they get cut, are going to be sick. So, uh, oh, yeah. and the access trail to actually access this property uh, is closed in the winter. And for good reason, because you're not getting a truck and trailer up that access road in the winter with snow on the ground. Or like, I mean, I'm scared to see it after a, a bad rainstorm. Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> We're Damn. going through me and me and Ryan are in my truck with the trailer. We're like, I hope this is actually where we're supposed to be going because, of course, we just got coordinates on Google Maps plugged in. Like, it's not like, oh, here's the property. It's it's just coordinates that end, and then there's a split in the road. One's a normal road, and one is literally two like two tracks through the woods, like class six level road. So that was a little sketchy, but it finally opened up into a clearing. Um, the campsite's pretty pretty sick. Uh, I wouldn't camp there yet because there's a bunch of sticks and shit in the ground, but uh, it's right by this little pond, which may or may not be swimmable, I guess. I don't know. It'll be pretty sick. Once it's cut, it'd probably be a, you know, a worthy candidate of, candidate of our uh, July trip that we usually do at Badlands. Really? No shit. Bored. Yeah. Well, that'll be pretty fucking cool. But yeah, that's really uh, about it. We, you know, just needs more cutting. And it's really not a bad drive from us. Just right up 91. and Yeah, it was uh, like three and a half hours. A routes. No, it's like two and a half. Oh, shit. GPS was saying to me, fucking like two or three and a half. No, no, no. Two and a half. Um, I spent more time driving... <laughs> To pick up and drop off the trailer than I did uh, uh, wheeling oh. and um, <laughs> driving to and from that property. It's a little oh upsetting, God. but <laughs> uh, yeah, just reinforcing the fact that I need my own shit. But <laughs> worked out. Was yeah, it was as hot problem. and nasty up there as it was down here? No, it wasn't as bad. You know, you're oh, well, good at least. Woods and it's uh. It didn't rain down or up there either. It was it was staying pretty temperate. I mean, it wasn't cool by any means, but it wasn't. Yeah, like, but it wasn't. It was gross here. So yeah, no, I I wasn't. You know, sweating my ass off or uncomfortable by any means. I didn't need a sweatshirt. Thank God. But, you know, it was a reasonable temp. Hell yeah! Well, good man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, next uh, next chance you get, definitely go and check that place out. It's worth it. We gotta we gotta make that place worthwhile. I think they have it. I think it's a lease. They have a lease on the property, and I don't don't quote me on that. NEA people, but uh, for five <laughs> years, and we've had it for one year, so should start cutting. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of sad that I had to go. I literally got told that I had to go to work like the I don't know seven eight o'clock on Friday. It was very frustrating because I was expecting to go, and I even told them, "I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna be leaving early tomorrow. So like, mm. if if you want me to work, you better tell me now." And they were like, "Yeah." Speaking of which, and I'm like, oh, "Of course." I'm like, "Of course," <laughs> I said something. They were like, "Yeah, you're the guy for the job." Fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Kind of love well, it. Uh, it's not like I went up by myself. Me and Ryan just kind of kind of putzed along, and you know, wasn't completely alone. Uh, Dodge is doing some weird shit in second now. It doesn't like shifting from second to third. Sometimes you gotta like really be like you know, oscillate that 
fluid pressure <laughs> before it shifts. <laughs> so I'm not gonna drain it, but I don't. It's not burnt or anything. It's just doing weird shit. So I don't blame it. Oh. I drove it a lot. <laughs> and, uh, the poor Jeep was on five cylinders. Uh, when I loaded it on the trailer, when I unloaded it from the trailer, uh, and like twenty minutes on the trail, and then it cleared itself up, and it was fine. <laughs> Maybe it was like a bad, like stuck injector or something stupid. Or I have just... a feeling it's the coil pack starting to go. I think one of the coils is toast, but um, I don't know. It could also be that it's just covered in s'more dust and dirt till. <laughs> like I, I cleaned off the outside, but I didn't even look in the engine bay. The, oil, oh the, the air filter was just covered. Like I don't even know how the thing was breathing. Um, yeah, so yeah. on that note, I took my air filter out, hit it against the uh, side of the Jeep twice, and the Jeep actually started running better. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I did, but I didn't. It, it's didn't crazy. You unchoke your girlfriend, and she's able to run a mile. That's wild. <laughs> no? Nothing? Damn. All right. Tough crowd tonight. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. Gonna say, she's not going to run a mile to begin with, so. Oh, Ooh. I wouldn't say that out loud, man. Jesus. <laughs> she got short little legs. She's like barely four foot fucking eleven. She could run a mile. <laughs> she could easily run a mile. Are you kidding me? Everybody can run a mile. Everybody had to run a mile in high school. I'm just fucking with her because she's great, <laughs> but like the pacer test. <laughs> <laughs> now we had the presidential yeah. test or something. I forget what we had. I've never heard of that. Something Sounds different. like bullshit to me. Some liberal <laughs> sissy boy shit. So now that we're dating ourselves, how old are you, Frankie? 26. Oh, so you're right in the middle of our age group. Yeah. I'm not okay. old, but I'm not young. You're not old. You're fairly no, young still. Old. Yeah. 30s, like he, he's past the 18 to 24 bracket on that. Uh, the age check boxes, though, it's a big, uh, big stepping yeah. stone there. <laughs> you know, you know, you know <laughs> what it uh, what the fuck you said, you know, when you have to like go do a questionnaire and it's like, uh, it gives you the age brackets, you'll be 18, 24. Uh, 26 or 25 to like 34, 30 something, and then you know, continuing on. When you get out of that 18 to, 18 to 24 bracket, it's like, oh shit, I'm getting old. <laughs> you're actually an adult. Yeah, you're no longer in that baby bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking my, about. <laughs> I can't be on my dad's insurance anymore, dude. It's gotta mm -hmm, be an adult. That's the other thing. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, I've been on my own insurance, insurance for a while. <laughs> yeah, I get on my own insurance three months later, break my hand, and like, sweet. <laughs> now I gotta pay for it all. <laughs> oh, I no. just didn't add any insurance for till the end of the year. <laughs> gonna need that shit. I said at a desk. Usually, <laughs> yeah, it's usually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, boys, we're slowing down an hour and a half. Come on, we got we gotta find something. Oh, we unless... got some more. We got some more. We got some. More. All right, all right. Um, Hit us with it. So I got my stickies finally mounted. So that's cool. Ooh, there you go. Um, the Jeep oh. is now wide as fuck and like two inches wider than the inner fenders on the trailer. So that's oh. like welcome to a uh, fun boy life. That's you know I gotta do that too. Uh, so what, like, what what width is your trailer? 82. Oh. 
Yeah. So it's sitting at like 85, I think, or 84. So you got um, some sidewall hanging over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, it rubs the fenders real bad if you try and mount it up, so that's going to be great. Uh, nothing bad could happen there. Um, don't straight drive. Oh, go ahead. You just got to cut it. Yeah, I'm just going to cut, cut the, the fenders. fenders off. Um, don't street drive stickies because driving normal tires after that feels like you're. It's it's not the same. Like Fucking... on ice, you on ice. No, nah, not on ice, but like the stickies on the road are fucking nuts because of how well it like actually sticks to the road for being a fucking one-ton shitbox. Um, you leave burnout marks, but you're just driving normally. <laughs> yes, Dude, um, they're called stickies. <laughs> I drove it over to Logan's house to because uh, we're doing the we're doing two one-ton swaps at one time right now, so that's super cool. Um, it makes it easy. Just do both steps for each part at the same time. Yeah. Get all the basically. tools out. Um, so the black XJ, we went over there to work on that thing because he bought Casey's tons. Um, not the fifty and the okay. ten five, but he okay. bought a set of one tons off of Casey. Um, so we got a four ten geared. 60 and a 410 geared Sterling that are Cherokee with uh, perches in the rear and everything. Um, so I show up over there and they've got the fucking tractor set up holding the front end up. It literally took us 20 minutes to bolt that front 60 in. It was like cheating. Um, yeah, but bolting it in doesn't make all the peripherals work. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, <laughs> It's far from done. I'm not going to claim that motherfucker's anywhere near wheeling. We got so much shit to do. Like, the track bar mount is going to be in the pumpkin. Um, mm -hmm. it, at the very least, even if it stays on the rough country long arms, it needs to get that whole passenger side link geometry situation all fixed up because the... Yeah, that looked nasty. It's oh. bad. Um... So what I'm probably going to do to help him out is I'm probably going to have them cut the old school mount off and it's got a poly bushing at the axle. So just run a straight double adjustable single upper over there with like a five ace bolt through it to hopefully have it not blow up because he's only got the two five in there. Oh, um, yeah, it's a tiny motor. <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, rough. it's a, it's a tiny motor with four tens in the axle. Yeah. Ooh. Oof. Listen, man, I'm not is the one. Is it an auto or a manual? Manual. Okay, that's a uh, a little bit better, maybe. Oof. Oh, it's gonna suck. He's gonna be riding clutch. Everywhere. Yeah, he's gonna be riding clutch, but he got a two five, so it can't burn the clutch out. It'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I think the plan is just to get it going. The rear, um, we put the jacks, or I, I'm not gonna say we. I'm I'm going to throw Logan under the bus here. We threw the jack stands down and um they were not securely or secure enough um and it was kind of muddy so the whole jeep ended up falling off the jack stands after we got the 8 and a quarter out so we had to go get the tractor and pick the ass end back up. At least you have uh, a tractor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Um and then Turbo Logan's jeep was 
we picked that up from the tuner. Um, I got my hopes and dreams of supercharging my Jeep crushed. So that was cool. Womp. Yeah, extreme womp. Um, basically, the tuner that I was talking with, he's done a couple of street rigs, and he's done a couple of wheelers with the superchargers, and I showed him some videos and stuff of like what I, how I drive and everything. And he's like, Honestly, dude, by the time that I get done helping you build this thing up to be reliable, you're going to be anywhere from fifteen to seventeen hundred bucks into it. I can help you find an LS and a transmission, and we can cut the wiring harness down for way less than that. And I'm like, okay, you know what Same I mean? Point. Yeah. So Better like, fatter. get the LS. Get uh, the LS country. We'll get there when we get there. Um, I'm not there yet. I've got a like bunch of other shit to do. Anyways, back to Turbo Logan's Jeep after we picked that thing up. Um, we got the truss all welded up. And your Hobart 140 gram, absolutely screaming. We, um, we blew up two of the outlets at Logan's house, so we had to go halfway through welding that truss up. And redo the outlets at his place. <laughs> um, that was that was great. Um, and I think all the left- first outlets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they had the uh, GFIs in there, and it wasn't tripping the GFIs for like fucking up, but it was just overloading them. So we had to go and get some heavy duty uh, GFI outlets because like those things are we- the stupidest things in the fucking world. Yeah, you sneeze on them wrong and they blow up. Yeah, True. well, unless they don't. Apparently, with a welder, it's too much to <laughs> just <it>. melt them. <laughs> it just melts. I don't know what to do with all the all this amperage, dude. When I say that they just quit working, I mean the we'd be like mid beat and the welder would shut off, <laughs> and like you'd go to hit the reset and the reset wasn't tripped. Oof. So like it just. <laughs> Die. <laughs> the house is just burning. <laughs> yeah. That's the way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so then we ran the extension cord to the other one. Plugged that in, and it worked. So we swapped that outlet out and let, like swapped the other one over to that one. And I'm <laughs> midway through the weld, and it just goes, tink. And you hear the welder shut off and like the sad little last puff of gas. <laughs> And we go to hit the reset on that one. And oh it's God. not going. <laughs> so we ended up running into town, picking up two new, like, higher amperage outlets. I think they're 35 or 40 amp outlets now. Um, and they're not popping when we're running the welder. Uh, let's see. I forgot what how much. welder want for amperage? I forget. I don't remember. It says um, it on the back, I think, because I just looked at the at mine to see what it wants. So I, I miss that, that fucking welder. It's a nice welder. Like I like it. Like 69 um, amps easily. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Amps. It might have been 420 volts, too. I'm not sure. Mmm. Oh. Super um, high voltage. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. To finish that out, we ended up getting all that stuff done the only thing left on getting his axle ready to go under is just the uh double passing the tubes 
welding the actual uh, mount like at the diff side. Um, and I'm not sure if I like the Barnes truss or the Artec truss better at this point. The Artec bends, dude. Hmm? Arctic stuff bends. Does it? Yeah, I bent my steering truss like the first time I took it out. Oh well, the steering oh. trusses are a total. Uh, those are total bull. You got to build a yeah, your own mount. The they I like. Regret. Sorry, go. No, go on. Oh, I I just I regret doing. It. I wish I would have just built one out of tube. Yeah, uh, that's why I mean, I'm gonna build one out of tube. The I mean, their axle truss, not the full hydro truss. Um, those are with, with the three eighths plate that just runs the whole top. That's 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 stout. Um, they have another design that I yeah. put on one of uh, uh, on JB's old jeeps um, I set up, and I didn't I like have their, that, that I much. have their I have their spine truss on my fourteen bull in the rear, and it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I have their conversion truss for the jeeps under my jeep, and it works pretty well. Um, I think the brackets are tied in better, and I like that they sit lower for the coil buckets and stuff. But the Barnes one is so much simpler. So I don't know which one I like better. Um, I, I guess... To... I don't like... the My biggest issue with the trusses on the market today is the that three-link bracket just sits on the top, right? And yep. in most applications, that top plate isn't that thick it's quarter inch uh, i mean i don't think i've seen the artec ones do the same things the other ones do but i imagine they can still deflect and flex because it's just a chunk of metal you'd be better off running that shit through especially if you're using a thin material for the truss just like have that yeah. part get welded on in the right spot first then put the truss around it and weld it all in more so then you have more than just the the three link upper bracket sitting on top yep. flexing the whole fucking thing it's like a it's it'd be stupid simple to do if you've got a engineer with cad open um, so that's but, one thing i will say that i do like about the barns is the barns is all three sixteenths quarter and then the top plate is i believe three eighths okay so that's the same as the artec yeah the, the good artec there's there's some bad ones too don't don't get the wrong one Mine that I have on my Jeep, I want to say, is 3 ace as well on the top, but I'm not sure. I have to double check. It might be quarter. Um, but in the future, I'm probably going to go with another Barnes truss. Um, as much as I want to do a 9, like I was talking about with you, Graham, it's probably cheaper for me to just get an 05 plus from you. Yes, and 9s are for race car boys, and we're not race car boys. We have yeah. six thousand pound fucking crusty cannons, uh, minivans, yeah, yeah, uh, glorified nineties wagons, uh, <laughs> Volvos, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but after helping out with the Logans and everything, um, I'm gonna be bringing my Jeep over there at some point, probably towards the end of this year, maybe beginning of next year, if I figure out where I'm gonna grab an 05 Plus from. Um, and we're gonna cut the nose off and double triangulate it, and possibly repower it. 
So that'll be cool. Movies. Yeah. That'd be decent. Yeah. It'll be it'll be cool looking, but it'll be sad. No more nose. Cool. <laughs> oh no, I'm trying to keep it full bodied at this okay. point. Okay. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, just it's, for the cool it's not factor. super complicated. To, like yeah. cut the nose off those things. It's just dumb. No. Um, it's just no. stupid. It's fun when you keep them looking like they're supposed to instead of dove nosing it. Like, if I see a dove nosed rig, I'm like, okay, like. It's it's built, right? I don't know. That's just my general thought process if I'm looking at a rig from like 50 feet away. Like, well, it's dove nose. It's got one tons and probably coilovers and all the stuff it's supposed to have. I mean, sometimes that's not the case, right? And that's even worse when you go up to a dove nosed mm. rig and it's like, oh, this is stock Cherokee just with a dove nose because you didn't, you were just lazy. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, my thought process on it. I like it better. Like, when you just have a full Cherokee, like it looks kind of normal, and you have, you know, the one tons, you've got all the stuff on it, and then, you know, it just it's unassuming and it's it's just entertaining. Well, that's it's by no means the best rig to have on the trail, but there's something about just having a stupid Cherokee cookie cutter. Yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of the whole thing that I'm going for. Um, I'm gonna pick up another set of O5 plus. 17s and just run them with spacers uh weld a rock ring on the outside keep the uh tape trick on the beads and i think it would be hilarious to have a triangulated four link with like the gaudiest colored 05 plus rims that i was running at s'more but like have an actually decent engine under it and like a nice front suspension or you know double triangulated front end and, like, it just will look almost... You're going to have to really look at it to figure out what it actually is. is you got to put, like, a really beefy exhaust on it so it just doesn't sound like V8. Yeah, that, that was kind of... <laughs> I was thinking, Ooh. like, throw a Flowmaster 50 series on it so it'll be nice and quiet. Or cutout. Just do a cutout so you can have the muffler yeah. in there. If you want to get rowdy, you can... <laughs> you can I like this switch. idea. Dude, that would be so fucking funny though. Slot into like a couple of the harder trails someplace and have it just like be all quiet with the uh Flowmaster 50 series in there and you know, all unassuming and then just hit the cutout and grab second gear. All the chop. Yes. <laughs> it's also just it's super funny when you slide in in a Cherokee that like a you know, it's, it's it looks like just a Cherokee with a cage and one tons, and you're slotted in with the fucking buggy guys with LSs, and just like, yep, yep, we're just gonna follow these guys, and it's gonna be fine. <laughs> so amazing. I gotta ask, there, old uh, Frankie, how would you rate the Blue Collar Off Road Podcast wheeling experience? On my traditional scale, six to nine. Uh, I'd rate it an eight. Ooh, I'll take it. It was a I'll good. It. it was a good time. I just I just like partying and hanging out with dudes, so it was a good time. Did we uh, um? Did we bring the hype that we were supposed to, or can we like amp it up for a good evening? No, dude. You guys, it was a good time. I mean, I've been around tons of rowdy, rowdy dudes, and you guys partied, so it was a good time. <laughs> Excellent. Um, are you guys bringing the pizza, though? Pizza? Yeah. 
Uh, 3 a.m. trailer know. pizzas. I was asleep in my tent. Yeah, when he that was for the trailer pizza. Oh, for the th- that was um who brought that? I think it was n- either Nick brought that or uh um Brandito. Maybe Brandito. Uh, I don't know who brought it, but Brandito I know was cooking was it. Yeah, Tyler was messing with me like right before that, and he stuck his hand in my tent, and I bit his hand. So <laughs> 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 yeah, and then I got uh, Captain of the pirate ship brought pocket ham or something. That's why there oh was my God. ham on the, oh, the pocket <laughs> ham. Was pocket amazing. Ham? Oh yeah, my God, ham. I forgot that story. Holy shit. <laughs> they threw it on the pizza. Now I remember in the video. Did it like yep. slid in there perfectly. It was like crazy. <laughs> it almost looked like the video was in reverse. Like <laughs> The amount of times I've eaten a chunk of ham out of his pocket in the most random places. In the <laughs> oh, this wasn't the first time he does the pocket <laughs> ham thing? Oh no. my God. He always he just... brings a little pocket ham, dude. He munches. <laughs> what a guy. That is wild. Ham really is the perfect pocket snack, though, if you think about it. So it's like cheap beef jerky, except it's yeah. ham, <laughs> and it's not dry. <laughs> so we were out at um, on the top of, what was it? It wasn't Rocker's Knock, Rocker Knocker. Um, one of those fucking trails, anyways. He just comes up and the ship's kind of dead and we're chilling there. And he pulls out a pocket knife, pulls out the ham, and cuts me off a chunk of pocket ham in the middle of the floor. <laughs> what a guy. All right. So, Frankie, normally we would ask for a small animal fact, but next time you get confronted by a diller, what are you going to do? Well, Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab it. I, I messed up. I did not grab it. <laughs> I got starstruck that I got that close to one. <laughs> Are they I fast? Not... I mean, they don't seem like they'd be that fast. No, they were not fast at all, dude. <laughs> so I like, Cody. I like. Sorry. Oh. Why is the man stealing these animals? What is going on? <laughs> oh. I live in central Illinois, and every time we go down there, I'm like, dude, I need to get an armadillo, and I need to bring it back. I need to let it go on my small-ass Illinois town. So everyone's like, where did this armadillo come from? Dude, you'll probably get like arrested for like endangering every animal in the area or something stupid. Probably, but... <laughs> armadillo is an apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been why he froze. <laughs> dude. I didn't think I was going to get that close. Like, I literally was standing over it, and I froze. Like, I I, I didn't expect for them to run that slow. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest part about this, Cody, is he's got, like, a 50-inch light stick in his hand <laughs> as he's oh chasing God. down this armadillo. <laughs> so it's like a laser light show watching him hop the fence and run after an armadillo at, like, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, it was like chilling under. Was uh, it was chilling under somebody's truck. truck or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was under my truck. Easy, <laughs> uh, Louise. I was right, like, crazy. I don't know. Armadillos are weird. I don't. I don't think I've ever really seen them until we started driving towards S'more, and then it was just like armadillo hellscape, like, <laughs> like sort of like possums out here. <laughs> it's just like like I did squished. it. Go on. I was just gonna say squished Diller all over the place. 
like I didn't know that like you like if I could grab him by the tail like a possum and they can't get you. It's a giant roly poly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be able to bite me. So, like, I yeah. Didn't wanna... I didn't know what to do. Well, you gotta watch. There's probably YouTube videos on how you're supposed to safely pick up an armadillo. We can, we can figure this out. <laughs> Give you some dude, gloves next time. I'll be prepared. Just wear the gardening gloves the all the time. Yeah, <laughs> welding gloves. So is the s'more trip an annual thing? Yeah, we've been doing it. Right, that's the second or third year we've been doing it. It's a good time. All right. Well, I'll see you there next year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we're starting to kind of wind down a little bit. You got any questions? Tire question. Tire oh. question. Oh, oh okay, Cody. okay, okay. All righty, Mister, Mister, Mister. What is your favorite DOT tire for off-road use, and what is the worst DOT tire for off-road use? Well, I'm gonna go with like a simple answer for like worst. It's Patagonia's. They're not good anywhere. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best, my favorite DOT. I don't know. I like the OG Swampers, the Cousin Kissers. Those kind of work good. I like Boggers. Uh, the 43SX, you could get them DOT as well. So, like any of those three, I'm pretty happy with running. I'm an Interco mm-hmm. guy. I've always been an Interco guy. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I ever got my hands on a set of the 42 Reds, I wouldn't be disappointed, but. Yeah, not a, not your first choice if you had to go yeah. buy tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I looked at getting a set of reds while I was shopping on or for my stickies, and they were just too fucking expensive for me. They used to be cheap, dude. Every tire used to be cheap until COVID. Now mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. I think that they were right at a thousand a tire. Um. And I paid six twenty for my um, Mickey Thompsons. So that's, I said, "Fuck it," and went with the Mickey's. I mean, those are good tires too. I hope. We'll I find think you're that gonna out. love them. I think no matter what, they could have been the knife tire stickies. It could have been Patagon. Uh, never mind. No, um, Patagon, I, <laughs> I think no matter what, I think you're gonna enjoy the shit out of them. So I wouldn't stress it. I'm. I think that I'm going to be good because they look like an MTR, but like the lugs are so soft that you can just grab them and like twist them around themselves. It's hilarious. What is it? The tire compound that works for MTRs or is it the tread pattern? Let's be honest here. Probably not the tread know. pattern. I don't think the tread pattern does shit on those things. It's probably why they blow out. The harmonics are all bad. Eh, whatever. Um, but do you have any questions for us, Frankie? I mean... No. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I, a classic I answer. Mean, nobody ever. Luke always asks it. We never. Nobody ever has any questions. It's great. I, love I it. mean, I, I would like is Field and Forest worth going to? That's like my only question. Like I know it's been Ooh. said, it's like the hardest part to wheel. It's um, it's a tough park. It's definitely a unique park. It's like. If you're going to some place in New England, that would be the place I would say anybody with a built rig but should I feel like, go because uh, it'll kick your ass. But as like Colin used to say, Colin always was a strong advocate for if somebody far away were to come to New England, 
A, plan a trip with all the other guys, might as well make it an event, and then plan to hit, like, a few other parks in the area. Because yeah. we do have smaller parks than, like, like all of our parks yes. put together would probably fit inside, um, oh my god, I'm blanking really? on Pennsylvania, uh, Roush. They would fit in Roush probably two or three times. Like, I well, mean, but, they're all pretty park. close together. So, I mean, you Correct. find camping in between, and or you, you wheel one, and then you hit another, right? And, I mean, yeah. the other thing that, um, and it's it's not really a fault of Field and Forest, but just the nature of how they're running it is, you have to, there's, they have, like, sort of broken down days that, or, you know, weekends that are up, different mm-hmm. groups have access to, so... Because that's just how the wheeling in New England works. So you kind of yeah, have it's to, all in clubs out by you guys, right? Yeah. So yeah, you but really, you can like, just come wheel with us, and it'd be no big deal. Yeah, I mean the so there's a little bit of planning involved with that, but I mean we've done trips before. We've hit um, a couple spots in a weekend, right? I think mm-hmm. the most notorious one being Brookridge, and then Harris, and I mean hell, if, I think we wheeled enough at Harris that one day to not justify going to another, but Ma Bell's like down the Literally road. right down the street, yeah. So like you could hit three decent parks and uh I mean Brookridge used to be kind of a wimpy park, but now it's getting there. Um some good shit there. Not a huge park. You can do it in easily in a day, but what is it like all two hundred acre like parks? Just like two hundred oh, two hundred acres would be sweet. Um smaller than that i oh. don't know what the acreage is well uh, one the of the property is 200 acres the one i was talking yeah. about that's not cut that's a 200 acre spot but so most like, properties are like i don't know 20 max um oh, FNF really? is 100 acres is it i think so oh no shit didn't know that um Kish's property which is like a surprisingly difficult little piece of property is only 28 acres but Everything in New England is super dense. So, like, if you want to go run a red trail, you're going to be in that red trail because it's obstacle, 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 obstacle all the way through that trail for, like, three or four hours. So, if a park or if a spot that you're wheeling only has three or four red trails, that doesn't mean that they're easy red trails. It's going to take a day to run. Yeah, you can yeah. easily I mean, like burn kind of... through. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, that's kind of like how Illinois was. There's a few parts out here, and there would be like anywhere from a 200 acre park, and then it would have a handful of hard trails. And once you're in them, you're in them, and it'll take all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, there was a spot. What was it? It was Harris Mountain. Harris Mountain had a couple of. Like, it wasn't a huge property either. I think that was, what, 140 acres? That one was one of the larger ones. And it Um, wasn't even, I mean, I think by the end, once we were doing it a bunch, like, we had the our loop down, and we just hit it all in, like, four hours. Yeah, it was wild how quick you could run through there. Um, Well, I miss Harris. It's, It's worth the trip. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, if you find can. a long weekend. Just tour around. It'd be cool. Another cool way to do it is like go hit Roush and then hit F and F. They're far apart, like you got a day's worth of driving in between, but Roush is so big that you can, you know, wheel it for a day, not see any of the same shit and 
then go up to F and F and wheel that for the rest of the weekend. And break it and then drag up yeah. a piece of junk home. <laughs> well alrighty on that no, I feel like I think that's kind of it, boys. Who wants to take it out? Alrighty, I got this. If you see a diller, make sure that you're actually prepared to grab it with both hands free. And if you're gonna run bog dogs, let them motherfuckers bark. 